The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a catch. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 And head on over to puntandpass.com, your number one destination for all things college football. Aaron, I was off to an 8-2 and two start against the spread on our Punt, Pass, and Pick picks, and I went 0-5 this weekend. Full disclosure, 0 and five. Um, that hurts my feelings. I did win my lock. Cincinnati, thank you very much. Minus three and a half against Indiana. You went two and three. Respectable. We're both now eight and seven against the spread on the season. That's still over 500. We might have lost some juice. But you're 0 and three on your lock of the, lock of the year, mm. lock of the season. So we got to get back in the fold of things. But um, true road game this morning. True road game. I am in Boston, Massachusetts. You are about to hit the road and go speak to a touchdown club, quarterback club for Tennessee. That's just what we do for Pump and Pass Nation. How are you, man? Dude, what a weekend I had. I mean, it was Tell me. miserable. miserable. <laughs> Tell me. I want to hear it. I want to hear everything. I'll make, I'll make it real quick. So anyways, I had the San Diego State at Utah game, which ended up being a great game three yeah. times. Yeah, it was awesome. So supposed to leave at nine o'clock or no eight eight o'clock on Thursday. Flight flight gets delayed three hours. Don't take off till eleven. Why? Around one what was the reason morning. for the delay? Why? Just no mechanical. I, yeah. in, I guess traffic. Yeah. So first off, we're already starting on the wrong note. Next day, you know, Friday didn't have much. We had meetings afternoon, so I bring my golf clubs. So I go play as around. You should, as you should. Go play, go play around in the morning. I'm tired, but I I sucked it up. Played it. Played great. Really good morning. Birdies, round. birdies, no doubles. Uh, double birdies. Yeah, two birdies. Uh, played well, actually, really well. I think I shot like a 81. So very, very good. I love that. I love that. Before. All right. Anyways, so I go. I go to put my clubs in the trunk. Put the clubs in the trunk, and then go. Oh crap! I must have put the keys in the trunk. Can't get the trunk back open. Rent, rental car. Back. Rental car. But lock the keys in the back of the truck. Okay. Call AAA. AAA comes. They break into the car. Like, okay, we're just gonna get into the car, hit the button to pop the trunk. Yeah. They did that. Got in the car. These new cars. As soon as the alarm goes off, the entire car shuts down. What? So you can't get in. You can't. Everything locks down. So you can't get in the trunk. It's like nothing I can do, bro. Sorry. Call Davis. It's like, hey, I gotta get a tow or something. Sat in the car for three hours waiting for a tow truck. <laughs> tow truck only picks what? me up. I'm just sitting in the car baking for three hours. Tow truck picks me up, 
takes me an hour and a half to get to the rental car place, get a new rental car, then I have to drive an hour and a half back to my hotel. So this is all like seven hours of dealing with this crap. Uh, and still, my golf clubs are still stuck in the back of the truck. I have to go the next day to go get the clubs the next oh morning. Oh, my goodness. So it was just a whirlwind a day. And then that night, like, I'm getting my true foods. I'm, I'm in bed at 8 o'clock. I'm like, dude, I just had to go to sleep. Sleep this off. Been a rough day. An earthquake hits. Oh, my God. I, I forgot. I was seeing that on social media. Yeah, I did not even earthquake. think about you were there. I'm laying in my bed watching my show on my iPad. Legit like, earthquake. Oh. Like, like, like moving. And I was saying in Manhattan Beach, so like 10 miles away from me is where it hit. And my whole room is shaking. I'm like, oh my God. What's How long? Going on? I mean, what is that? What is that situation like? Please fill us it, in. Give it, set the scene. Seven, 10 seconds. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's are like things moving? Are things moving Everything off the shelves? The room is being, it feels like the whole building's shifting. Uh, really. Oh, shit. Kooky crap. I call my brother and <laughs> Byron. Because Byron lives in Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the hell just happened? And he said, "Yeah, we've experienced a few of those." He said that, that he said that hit pretty close though, and I guess there was another smaller one that hit, but I was asleep when that one hit, like at eleven o'clock at night. But yeah, it was cr- what a just crazy day, crazy day. It's not all you know, sunshine and rainbows on the road. And uh, no. hey, Aaron Murray, putting the work in out on the and west a red, coast. And a red eye back. After so you did game. take the red eye because I was texting you after the game. The you must have back. been exhausted. You must have been oh, absolutely I, exhausted. And plus, that that true food did not sit well. So I was in bed all day yesterday. Did I you at least get shirt. upgraded, or were you in coach middle middle seat coach? No, I was in comfort. Okay. Exit row. Okay. So I had lots of leg room, yeah. but still, I mean, that's not good sleep. Crowded flight? Were people bothering you? Oh, like what's... It was packed. Ugh. Packed flight. Yeah. I wish I could just come give you a hug right now. With a mask on, you wake up and there's... Oh, the wor- dude, the worst. The oh. worst on oh. those flights. I'm like, thank God I'm driving to my game this week. I'm oh. like, I just don't want to be in a plane for Oh, me. my goodness. Well, Aaron Murray, happy Monday morning. Um, we are taping this. It's currently 7.40 a.m. on Monday morning. But, yeah, man, I mean, we're doing it. And, uh, hey, for the love of the game. And that's your for job. For the love of the game. For the love of the game. That's right. Aaron Murray in the fold, punt and pass. Follow him. Send him some love. Send him some flowers at Aaron Murray 11. I need to pick me up. You need some cookies. I know. I I know. I need crackers and some matzo ball soup. Matzo ball soup and crackers. I I love you, Aaron Murray. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you went two and three. Not too bad. You lost your lock. We're both eight and seven on the season. Mm. That's that. All right, let's talk to these games. I know you got to get going. You got to hit the road, head to the Tennessee quarterback club. Um, Georgia takes care of business against South Carolina, 40 to 13. Alabama squeaks out a win over Florida in the swamp 31-29. Clemson. Oh my goodness. Beats Georgia Tech 14 to 8. Are you serious? Auburn loses 28 to 20. Shows some fight against Penn State. Can't pull it out. Can't cover either. That hurts my feelings. And um the one team I want to talk about a little bit is Ole Miss. Are they for real? Watch out. They beat Tulane 61 to 21. Heads up, Alabama, because that they, that is a freight train coming right down the tracks, heading to the Crimson Tide. All right, let's start with Georgia, though. 40-13, I was there. Um, we don't have to touch on this too much, but they take care of business as a number two team in the country should. They beat South Carolina 40-13. to South Carolina does not have the talent. Shane Beamer obviously trying to build something. Um I was at the game. I was sitting with the Alumni Association. JT takes the Georgia offense up and down the field like it's basketball on a football field. And then in the third possession of the game, 
an interception. Everybody's like, what happened? Oh, my God, what was that? And then we realized it was Stetson Bennett in the game. I, I was shocked. I was appalled. I could not believe why Stetson Bennett was in the game after JT had taken the offense up and down the field twice. Any reason, Aaron, you're a former quarterback, any reason why that should have happened? I, I have no idea, but I'd love your thoughts. Anything. Please tell me, please. No, I, it made no sense. I, I, I watched the coach's copy that night before I jumped on the plane, and I'm like, why Why is he in? I know you texted me earlier, so I was really intrigued. Like, what <laughs> like, this happened? And it's not like JT. I mean, I can understand if, if maybe JT was banged up or had to go to the bathroom. Like, was he stretching? I, I, yeah, I have no idea. You see an emergency Lamar Jackson run to the locker room. I have, go, I have you know, no idea. Something. I mean, if he's healthy, you know, it's not like you're bringing in a quarterback that does something different. You know, it's not like you're bringing in maybe Brock because Brock's more of a runner. Like, OK, let's get let's get a third down situation. Let's get a running quarterback in here. They're, they do the same damn thing. They sit in the pocket. They throw the football. So, yes, there's no reason at all Stetson Bennett should have been in that game if JT, JT was healthy. Zero. So, listen, they just wanted to give South Carolina a quick feel-good moment because they knew that it was going to be absolutely a dominant performance, which it was. I mean, listen, if Georgia's offense can play like that. Like the first the two series. The like the first two series. Yes, yeah, correct. Well, the whole game. Besides, I mean, whenever, whenever JT was in there, that, that offense was, was flowing. Okay. Really nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, the pass game was great. Receivers again wide open. I mean, South Carolina is terrible. I mean, just terrible. They, they don't have. They the got dudes. stuck in man and cover four a couple times in some post and go routes, and those DBs just their heads were spinning. They had no idea what they were doing. Um, but that defense, and oh. I know we're saying every single week, Georgia's defense is unbelievable. Um, if Georgia's offense can play like they did versus South Carolina, they're the best team in the country. I agree there's with no that. About it. There, there's no, there's no one close. I mean, Alabama is close, obviously. But Georgia right now, based on what we saw from Alabama versus Florida this weekend and what we saw from Georgia yeah. versus South Carolina this weekend, I know South Florida is a way, way much better football team than South Carolina, but Georgia's defense has shown us they are the best defense in college football. The best defense in college football. Yeah, I mean, there's just no question. They went 40-13 to 13, um, outside of the Stetson Bennett interception. We all love Stetson. I mean, hell, he had a, a historical performance a week ago. It was just shocking that he would be put in the game under those circumstances. Primetime conference game, third series. You're like, what? But that defense is truly special. And Shane Beamer after the game, I saw Seth Emerson, our buddy, was tweeting yesterday because Shane Beamer showed his true emotions he, he was frustrated with himself frustrated with his team frustrated with the media because the media kept asking him questions and, and he goes I mean what do you want me to do guys that's what he said he was like um did you see that defensive line you can't just scheme up a run game against those guys if they get tired they sub in new five stars um if you get past the d-line it's three five-star linebackers um if you try to throw the ball it's four and five-star dbs he was saying he was like what do you want us to do? The frustration is real, and this Georgia defense is unbelievable. I think the depth that they have, the talent that they have, the coaching that they have is one that you can ride legitimately to a national championship. But how you get to a national championship is not by doing what happened on the third series of the game offensively. Shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. You said it best. It ain't like Stetson's doing something different. It ain't no. like he's going to go run in there and just run the ball. It was wild. And I'm sure he was juiced up. The atmosphere was amazing in Sanford Stadium. Yeah, he had some zip on that ball, threw it over the receiver's head. It was an interception. 
But that cannot happen. The reason you have those games against South Carolina, Aaron, and you could talk to this best, is to get reps. Man, JT, get him in there. He didn't play last week. First two series, awesome. Yep. Get up 35 nothing. Get up 35 nothing in the first half. Put all you the backups in. just wanted them in. to cover the spread. So well, no, I, well, they didn't that's cover the spread. I went 0-5. That's, that's obvious. <laughs> but I want to see so these guys. Well, he needed, well, well let's, even the first game, offense didn't do anything at all in the first game. They didn't score a touchdown. Correct. So you're about, did not score at all the first game. He doesn't play the second game. This offense needs to get going in. We throw in the fact that they're – this team is still getting healthy on the offensive side. A lot of those star receivers, yes, burn and you know, some of the other ones, they didn't play a lot of camp. You know, they weren't in there to get the repetition needed to get ready for the season. They're, they're playing catch up on offense right now. They yeah. are playing catch up, which to me is a good thing because they can. Their, their defense is affording them the ability to ease into the season, slowly get going. Um, and then hit, really hit their stride hopefully the next week or two. And, and they may have hit their stride this past weekend for South Carolina. I think a lot of confidence was built within the coaching staff when it comes to the, you know, all right, Kirby, we're going to let these thing roll a little bit. We yeah, are going yeah. to turn this to a little bit more down the field passes. We're not going to just run, 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 run. I think Kirby's getting comfortable with the idea. Obviously, Munkin wants to do it. And I think JT showed the ability to push the ball vertically down the field and his receivers step up and make some plays. So can they do that against an elite defense? You know, TBD, we'll see. But, you know, you look at their schedule. What what elite defense do they face the rest of the year? They don't. There's not one yeah. defense on their schedule that they can't do what they did this past weekend. 100%. Um, Jordan Davis is an NFL player today on the Georgia defensive line. He is an impressive human being. And I think that secondary is just going to continue to get better. I am really impressed. I think kind of the unsung hero right now is, is – um, not Nolan Smith, but um, number seventeen, Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean. Oh, Nicobe's a freaking beat. Like a like a I mini like uh, he's like a little mini Roquan out there. I think he's really impressive. Gets guys in the right spot. Very fast. You know, commands the defense. I've been really impressed with Drew. Who's that? It's, um, I'm drawing like number eighty-eight. I'm pulling up <sighs> defense alignment. He's a beast, young kid. All right, I'm pulling up my Phil still right now. Just a. Yeah, I'm just always. So- I always forget names. That's all good. Uh, um, tell me, who's 88? I mean, I know Adam Anderson's 19. Oh, Jalen Carter. Yes. Dude's a beast in there, too. I mean, I know, I know a lot of talk is about Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis, but... Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Devontae Wyatt. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, Aaron. You did not have that kind of deal when you were in school. It's no, un- I didn't have that kind of defense. Are you kidding me? And tell we me this. Daddies if we had that defense. Is that not the most true thing ever? You would have won two national championships. This may be the best defense I've ever seen. I mean, go back to— Oh, is he going there? You think so? Go back to—I mean— I think the secondary leaves a little bit to be desired, but they're going to get healthier. We played LSU in 2011 when they had the Honey Badger. And that defense was— I I kicked him that ball, and he housed it before halftime. We won't talk about that, but let's talk about the defense. No, their defense was unreal. But Alabama's defense that year was was loaded. I remember Bobo— giving me crap it's like man even if we would have made the natty you know you would have crapped the bed facing that defense I was like, oh, thanks he's for softening the blow yeah 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 um, <laughs> i think this defense is better than those two defenses dude i there agree is not a weak spot on this de- they fly man you turn on the tape this defense is tenacious they're fast they don't miss tackles i mean go to florida if florida could just tackle in the open field they may have won that football game. Yeah. They could not tackle for crap in the open field. Yeah. They would throw, you know, Alabama is obviously known for those swing routes, those bubble screens to the outside over and over again, one-on-one broken tackle, broken tackle, broken tackle. 
you know, Alabama able to convert third down situations, get the first down. We're like, okay, they're going to stop them. It's going to be fourth down. They're going to be forced to kick a field goal. Nope. Two missed tackles all of a sudden turns into a touchdown for Alabama. That, that was the issue. Florida could not tackle in the open field. And that was the difference in that game. If they could, Florida honestly may have snuck that out. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was impressed with Emory, man. Emory had some cojones going out there and playing that football game. He just kept battling, running, making throws, really impressed with him. And I think that was a confidence builder for Florida, honestly, as we, we, we slowly shift away from this Georgia defense, but yes, best defense I've ever seen. Is this oh, defense. wow. Uh, I, I do love that. And I, it's a time I was at Georgia playing sec defenses and all the film and everything I've seen. These guys take the cake, man. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Yeah, I mean, look, it's hard to disagree with you at this point. Jordan Davis is an NFL player today on that defense. This is hilarious because I was talking to my dad. My dad went up to practice. He was checking things out for the radio network on Thursday. They said Jordan Davis against UAB was clocked at 20.3 miles per hour running when he chased down that running back on the sideline. 20.3 20.3 miles per hour. The guy weighs 340 pounds. Somebody asked my dad. Well, first off, at first, he, he's not 6'6", six, six, by the way. I love that he put his height at 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he's I like 6'3". Yeah, yeah, I mean, but granted, he's a monster. You he's know, a monster. Forget the three inches of height. He is a monster. Somebody asked my dad, what would you compare that to? Who would you compare that to? 6'3", 6'5", 6'6", who cares? 340 pounds moving 20 plus miles per hour my dad goes i don't know a grizzly bear i mean seriously <laughs> like like it's insane it's not human that's unbelievable. no this defense is for real they you, gotta keep it up speak, speaking of the height though do you think they add those three inches just to intimidate teams like when they go look at the scouting report probably six, to intimidate six, teams, yeah three four because i mean we interviewed him at sec media day so he's in the room with us and 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 alabama there and I'm like, okay, he's a gigantic human being, but he's not six six. No, he's I mean that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm saying, that. do you think they juice him up to make of it a course. little bit more intimidating? My boy Leland Barrow in sports information department, Claude Felton. Of course they do, dude. They they call three me inches s- is a lot of juicing though. I wish they would have juiced me up to like six four. I'm about to say they called you six two. You're like five eleven, dude. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, it's unbelievable. And tell me this, just real quick, because we got to talk about these other games. I know you got to hit the road. Any reason you never know about Georgia's schedule or any team's schedule before the season? Now it's looking like, hey, these next two weeks after Vanderbilt, which is essentially a, an exhibition game, you know, home versus Arkansas. Thankfully, that game's in Athens at Auburn. That's the number sixteen team in the nation and the number twenty three team. Any reason to be a little bit worried, or is this defense just plug and play? Let's go. Let's go get get a win. I'm not worried because of the defense, because defenses usually tend to show up. I mean, they're great. They're good football teams. I, I, I really been impressed with Arkansas this year. That's a great defense. They can run the football really well. Uh, and you know how much I like that teams that can do that, especially yeah, on the road. Yeah. And Auburn impressed me this weekend to be able to go into the whiteout and make that a competitive football game. You know, yes, you would have loved to see them win it and, and, and definitely some screw ups along the way. But they made the game competitive and, and they fought. And this is a extremely well coached team. Harson has two great coordinators, which is what you need. Um, so I th- neither game and then Kentucky right after. I mean, this next Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. It's going to be a complete. Oh, my gosh. Walk. Should we go but play? The next, yeah. You the and next I. Four weeks, the next up. four games are not. I mean, they play ranked teams. That's the, the season. Weeks, yeah, that's the season right there. Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, then Bye Florida. Week so it's going to be yep. Ryan yep. time for Georgia right now. This is the meat of their season. So let's talk about Florida. Um, they lose to Alabama 31 to 29. Really impressive effort by the Gators. Alabama, you know, I I was shocked watching it because the run game that you know to be Alabama is not there. The offensive line not winning line of scrimmage. They don't have a bruiser or they can't rotate at running back like they have in the past. Puts a lot of pressure on Bryce Young. I was listening to Michael Lombardi, Aaron, and he is on VSIN, Vegas Sports Information Network. And he was just saying, hey, you know what? 14 and a half, Alabama. You don't make money fading Alabama. But at the swamp, tough environment. He goes, give me the points because this is you just don't know. And he proved to be right. Now, I want to I want this. Tell me this well, it was before 3 after the first quarter. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, this is this is going to get ugly fast. Emory threw a pick. Yes. But Florida's run game, man. It was impressive. I, mean, I got to give Dan's him credit. Offense. I know. This is Dan's offense. And and I still am a believer that Richardson's the better quarterback. I would agree. And in pregame Jamie Erdahl on CBS and like Brad Nassar was talking about it. Well, we talked to coach Mullen before the game and you know, barring an emergency Anthony Richardson is not going to play. Barring an emergency, Emory Jones is going to be the quarterback. I go 21 to 3 against Alabama. You got an emergency. Put his ass yeah, at quarterback. He, yeah, but Emory just kept fighting, man. I, I mean, he, the stat line was pretty good for Emory 18, 28, 195, uh, 77 yards rushing, a touchdown. I mean, this is, you, we're so used to Florida not being, I mean, for the past five years, Florida has not been able to run the football. I mean, that's yeah. been the, really the Achilles heel of this football team. Now, all of a sudden, you can. You got a mobile quarterback, two mobile quarterbacks. I think Emory gained some confidence. I think his teammates gained some confidence with him. I just still don't know what you do. When 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 Richardson is healthy, 100% healthy, I do believe he's the better option. So they're going to continue. This battle is not anywhere near done. So this, to me, is a team that is going to be very different today compared to when they play Georgia in about a month. Of course. Which is a little bit scary. Because you know. if they can run the ball like that, I still love Georgia's defense, but it's it just it shortens up the game. It's like playing a triple option team. Yeah, it shortens the yeah. game. It's less possessions for your offense for Georgia's offense. Um, I mean, look what Alabama did. I mean, they they they're two point conversion away from tying that football game. For goodness' sake, I so, know, I know, you know, and uh, I, I, I know get... playing at the swamp is tough. Uh, Bryce played really well for his first really true road experience. I thought you you know the kid nothing faces him at all, which is a good thing. But I agree. I mean, they got beat up a little bit at the offensive line and just really couldn't run the football. But 
also with Alabama's offense, those swings and those bubble screens, that that's essentially a run play anyways. Yeah. You know, when they flare point. it out to a running point. back yep. or a receiver, that's all part of the RPO game. If you load the box, okay, fine. We'll throw it out there. Our receivers are our better athletes anyways. And if we get four or five yards a pop, that's all we want. This is all it is, is a running play. That's it. And the goal is to get four or five yards every single time. Win so first down. That's kind of third really manageable. You're, yeah. you're, you're totally right. I did not even think about that. Thank you for smartening me and us as football fans. But, you know, when you look at the stat line, you go, oh, my God, Alabama's leading rusher only at 78 yards. Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah, that's trouble. And then you look at Florida's stats. I mean, Emory Jones, 19 rushes for 77 yards and a touchdown. That's the winning recipe right there from a quarterback position. He did throw the ball relatively. Well, 18 to 28, 195 yards, didn't have a touchdown, but he did have a pick. Um, that's it right there. And I'll give Dan Mullen credit, you know, and, and hand up. I'll give him credit. He knew the recipe to win against Alabama. They were down 21 to three. They kept fighting. I know you have to leave. So tell me this. OK, a lot is being said right now about the courageousness of Florida. Dan Mullen. Wow. They're on the brink. They they took him to the wire last year in the SEC championship game. Granted, they had a lot more offensive talent. Hey, he fought back and they almost beat Alabama. Wow. Florida's on track. They might be able to toughen up and, and give it to Georgia this year. And then you only hear about Kirby Smart. He can't beat Alabama. He can't beat Alabama. He can't beat Alabama. Last two times he's played them, they've they've led the game for 119 minutes. They lose both games. So what is the what is the difference there between the media perception between Kirby and Dan Mullen when it comes to Florida? Is it because Dan is an offensive minded coach? He schemes up some stuff. The game is close. Kirby, former Saban assistant, you know, kind of Jedi versus the the. Who, who tell me, please. I know you have to get going. Uh, are, are you understanding what I'm asking, though? The media somewhat. perception I mean, is a bit the per- skewed. The media perception bit. I mean, is a bit skewed. The issue is, I mean, the games have been close when Georgia plays Alabama. It's of not like course. they're getting blown out. I of mean, course. they should have won the national championship versus those guys. They should have won an SEC championship against those guys. So, correct. I, I, listen, both everyone has to break through the the Nick Saban issue of of beating him, beating him in the big games, and you know, both are knocking close. Obviously, it's. I think. I just think it, it's bigger because Georgia hasn't won recently. That's correct. the issue. Florida, That's exactly correct. Florida had their run, you know, 10, 12 years ago when Tebow was there. And they've, they've won national championships in the past 20 years. Yeah. Georgia has it. I mean, yeah. that, that's, I think to me, that's the bigger issue. Until Georgia just wins a natty, it's always going to be you can't get over the hump and you can't get over the saving hump where Florida's done it. And and and, and it doesn't matter if Dan's the coach or not. The, the University of Florida has won national championships in the past 20 years. So they get – a little bit more of a breather from the media when it comes to whoever their head coach is, you know, getting over the, you know, Nick Saban kind of runs the SEC. Yeah, it ain't rocket science, and you are 100% correct. All right. How about, how about this? I, and I, get, I, I got a couple more minutes. You have to just keep okay, me off. Okay, good. I love this. Mississippi State, did you see the punt return from Mississippi State? What are your thoughts on that crap? It, Should it have been blown dead? It, yes, it should have been blown the dead. Guys, the, the referee threw the bag. Hands are over the head. I don't, I don't think a whistle was blown, but he was giving signals of the plays over. And then Memphis kid comes, picks it up, takes it 95 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, that. look, the referee, you're in charge. You all know how I feel about referees. You have the yeah. whistle. You are wearing the zebra stripes. If you make an, an outrageous motion like that referee did, the play should be dead. And if it's not dead, you can step in and say, hey, listen, I called it dead. The ball set here. 
Let's go. That is absolutely crazy. He, of course, took no onus for the situation. That is nuts, okay? And I, I, I vehemently disagree with it. You and I have not even touched on targeting. That's for another day. But it, it needs to be— the Auburn targeting? Aaron, you have to go. I'll talk. I will talk. I will talk for watch. How do you go watch that replay and tell me that that may be the worst targeting call I've ever seen in my life? There is no question that he led with his shoulder. It's seriously troubling because that is the game we know and love. Like there needs to be nuance to the rule. And sadly, there's not. But there was no targeting. I agree with you. So why would they call it? I I, a hundred. You're fighting the same fight. Worst call I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this whole targeting thing is is it has gone to a level that if I'm a. If I'm on defense, I would just boycott football. I, I think yes, all defense yes, in college football yes. should boycott college football and just say, screw you guys. We're not playing. So I was you in guys a, go out there and throw an air. We're not playing until I, this gets soft. I did. Because it's, un, it's, uh, it's unfair and it's unsafe for the defenses. Because yeah, it, it is. It is. You're 100 percent right. We've seen an offensive player lower their head, but never gets called an offense. And look, never you, gets caught. You tore but your ACL. It's close on a bang bang play, and boom, flags out. You tore your ACL. I mean, look the 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 A to B between a possible targeting or a no targeting is going high and then going low and blowing out somebody's knees. Nobody wants that. There needs to be nuance. That's all I'm asking for is nuance. I was on an NFL broadcasting boot camp this summer, and Gene Steratore was on the panel. This is all over Zoom, right? I'm gonna let you go after this story. So Jackie, I'm telling Jackie, I'm like, Gene Steratore's on the panel. She's like, who's who the hell is Gene Steratore? She doesn't care. I go, NFL referee. I'm going to blast him. He's on He's on CBS or Fox or whatever. Right. Like, hey, Gene, how does this look? And he's in L.A. Gene's with us, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. So I go, I'm going to blast him. I go, I have to ask him these questions because I don't like referees. So I ask him, I go, Gene, you know. What is the and I'm 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 literally asking the question, kind of raise my hand, panel of fifty people, and I just go straight at referees' throats. I go, I don't really see the need for you guys in the booth. It's absolutely ridiculous. You guys don't give us an answer. You kind of go, well, you don't know. It could go this way, but could go that way. Um, I'm not sure, but could be this. I'm gonna guess it is this. But if it's not, hey, Troy and Joe, back to you in the studio. And it's like. What he got so defensive, Aaron. He was so mad. He was so mad. I got an email after the session. They were like, Drew, um, we want to send you a shirt. You asked the best question that got the best response because Gene Steratore got so pissed at me. I asked him the question. I was like, It's true, though. It's so true. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. I boycott defenses out there. If you're listening to Pun Pass, thank you. We will, we will, we will help you guys. Amen. Get this solved. Boycott. Boycott college football defenses. Boycott college football defenses. All right, I'm going to let you go. You got to go hit the road. You're talking to the Tennessee quarterback. I'm actually going to bring this up. I'm going to start at Tennessee club. I'm going to bring up, you know, know, I'm going to talk about, you know, what what the SEC looks like. Obviously, I'm going to get into, you know, how impressed I am with what the Tennessee football team has brought in these, you know, early on this season. And then I'll get into some of the big issues that I'm seeing in college football. And what I mean, this is, this is a major issue. It is. It really is. it, It seems to be getting worse rather than better yeah it's getting worse every single week with some of these calls 100 percent um i think Ole miss is for real watch out alabama auburn loses 100%. a close one they did not cover georgia tech shows some teeth against clemson wow all right we'll talk to you on thursday um pretty decent slate of action i think you and i might be in studio thursday i have no idea uh, i'm all over the place right now my head is spinning but we love punt and pass that's what we're doing this at 7 30 a.m on a monday morning Texas A&M, Arkansas this weekend. Oh, I do. And, and, and Arkansas will win that game. 
Arkansas will oh, win that game. I, I, I 100% am with you on that. 100%. We'll right now. Yes, absolutely. All right, follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at Murray 11 PuntandPass.com. Aaron, drive safely. We love you. I hope your tummy is feeling better. We're going to have a, a great week, and we'll talk to everybody on Thursday at Punt and Pass, at Aaron Murray, 11, at Drew Butler, PuntandPass.com. We will talk to you on Thursday. Don't forget to download the Southern Sports Today app. You can listen to this in every show on podcastpark.com or wherever you get your podcast needs. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.